take your seats. It's good to see you all here on a slightly warmer Sunday, which is brilliant. Doesn't it, isn't it interesting just to see how the weather changes so quickly? And I was just thinking just this week, really, just about the fact that we're about to transition from summer into autumn. Now, I don't know about you, but when autumn comes, when September rolls around, I begin to look at my wardrobe and begin removing some of the items of clothing that I'm no longer going to be wearing, start bringing out the winter woolies, the jumpers, my boots, my thicker coats. Mind you, I don't think I've ever packed my thicker coat away, it's fair to say, this year. I still do wear it sometimes. But, you know, I'm used to, in as we transition between seasons in, um, in Wales, I'm used to changing my wardrobe to adapt to the season I'm about to enter into. And it's not just my wardrobe that changes. I'm not sure about you, but I also change the way I eat. Do not offer me salad in a snowstorm you will have a grumpy girl on your hand. Okay, as we get into winter, I'm thinking casseroles, stews, I'm thinking roast dinners, I'm thinking things that are going to keep me nice and cutchy, nice and warm. And it isn't just eating that also changes with our seasons. I don't know about you, but for me, my routines change as well. Um, we sleep with our blinds open, and we've done that for about the last year or so. But I find in the summertime, because of the light and mornings. I'm up really early. I enjoy getting up. I find that I can't wait to get to the late nights when I'll sit outside of an evening and I'll read a book. And I just love being outside. Equally, it's the time of barbecues, just changing the way we do things. Whereas when winter comes along, I have to say I find myself dragging myself, my reluctant body out of bed to the alarm because it doesn't want to get up. And I find there's nothing worse on a morning in winter where you're already racing around and you step out of the house and discover that there's a thick frost. And it means your windscreen it needs de-icing. Has anybody ever forgotten to bring de-icer in and then all of a sudden you're thinking kettles, you're looking at things to try and scrape? But it can be a challenge. And not only that, one thing I do love about winter though is when we get home and it's cold outside, I find nothing better than jumping into a pair of kutchy pajamas and lighting some candles and settling down for the evening um, with a book and a blanket around me just to kutch myself in. We're used to seasons changing all around us. They do, and to be honest, um, as we watch the seasons change, we adapt our routines, our clothing, and what we eat in order that we can enjoy the season that we're in. If we don't adapt, often we're going to struggle because we, you know, it's no good being dressed in flip-flops in the middle of the snow. We're going to struggle a little bit. Have you ever considered the fact that seasons aren't accidental? I know we take them for granted, but they're not accidental. Seasons are masterminded by God. I love that. I was thinking about this. And yes, we have seasons, but they are so intentional for the world in which we live. Listen to what Genesis 1.14 says. It says then this, Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be signs to mark the seasons, the days, and the years. 
God created seasons and each season, he didn't have a season that was better than another. He created each season. If I think about autumn, which we're heading into, it's a season of transitions. It's a season of both harvest, but also preparation. Think about winter, it's often a season when things die back and it can be a purifying time where plants and trees begin to conserve their strength, ready for flourishing in the springtime. Then, of course, you've got spring, and spring is often a season of new growth. It's a time where we begin to plant. And then we've got summertime, which is often that time of abundance where everything that we've planted is beginning to grow, and we begin to reap and harvest those things. Seasons are varied, and they bring about with them great diversity in our lives. Have you ever considered the fact, just like in the natural world, there are seasons? Have you ever considered that the fact that within our lives, there are also seasons that we find ourselves going through? There is times when we feel like we're at the beginning of something new. There's times where it feels like blue skies and sunshine, where life seems to be flourishing and growing in our life. There's times then of transition where we feel where we're going into a stage of preparation. And then there's other times where it just feels really cold and harsh. We find ourselves going through a barren and a difficult time in our lives. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says this, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Throughout our lives, we will experience many seasons, and there's some of them that we'll enjoy more than others, yet in every season there is a purpose, and every season is a gift from God, and every season is vital for us to, to traverse and go through as it helps spring and develop and grow things in and within our lives. And I think that sometimes by having an understanding that our lives do go through seasons, it can help us to move well between one season and the next. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to look at how can we approach seasons that we find ourselves in. And this morning, I just want to share some lessons from my life as I've gone through many different seasons to maybe help you and certainly to remind myself of things to be aware of and things to help as we go through the seasons of life. So the first thing I want to say is this, is that new seasons require a change of behavior. Oftentimes when we enter new seasons of life, we take the routines of a previous season into our new season and at times we find that it just doesn't work. It just isn't meshing. It's not working the way that it was and it doesn't feel to be as easy as what it was in a previous season. It's a bit like stepping out of the plane to go on holiday to the Bahamas dressed in a snowsuit. Or maybe you decide to head over to Antarctica and you're dressed in shorts and flip-flops. 
There's not actually anything wrong with the clothes that you wear. They have a purpose. The problem is, it's just the wrong clothing for the season. You need to change your clothing to adapt to the season. And our seasons in our life are like that. We have to change and adapt our behavior in order to navigate successfully the season that we're in. We've got to change our our routines. We've got to change how we do things. And I don't know about you, but that can be really hard because we're creatures of habit. We have all just been through COVID and how many of us found it difficult to have to change upside down our routines and the way we did things to accommodate what was going on in the world. We like to do things the way we do them. We get very comfortable within the routines that we set for ourselves and we're resistant often to change. For me, when I find something I like, I stick with it. Years ago, before the kids were born, Dave and I used to go to a curry house every Friday night, and we would walk in through the door, and they'd go, chicken madras, korma sauce, and a large naan, and we were like, that's it. We just stuck with the same thing. We enjoyed it. We kept it was it was. We were comfortable with it. We enjoyed it. Let's do it the way things are. And there are certain aspects of our lives that we are able to take into a new season with us. However, we have to be aware that there are also aspects in our lives that requiring us, are requiring us to change requiring us to adapt. And whilst it seems easy sometimes flicking through our wardrobes and changing our clothes ready, getting rid of the summer clothes, ready to bring in the winter clothes, my experience is is it's not always easy making those changes in the routines of my life. Easy to do it with clothes, sometimes a little bit more challenging when I've got to change how I do things when I've got to change and adapt. I can remember years ago when we had the children, we had three children under the age of three and life was busy. And at that point I realized this is not the time to try and go to Aldi's with three children to do the food shopping. First of all, where do you find a trolley that can fit three of them in? And then I've got to have a trolley big enough to get all the food in for the five of us. So just really early on, I was like, this is not gonna work. I'm gonna end up stressed and it's not gonna work. So we decided to bulk buy. So back in the day when Costco had just arrived in, um, in Cardiff, we would go um, like once a month or something and I would stock up on all the ambient food for the month ahead. And then there was a local um, vegetable and delivery company that we would then make sure that we'd order all our fruit and our veg and our milk. So I could be confident that I always had food in the cupboards to feed the family and it just worked. And then what happened is the kids grew up and they went to school. Summer came along. She grew up and went to nursery. And all of a sudden, I'm able to go shopping. I'm able to go to Aldi's on a Monday after the kids had gone to nursery and to school. So I started doing that. I started going to Aldi's every week and getting in my shopping. And then it was like a few months into it. And Dave's like, hey, we need to have a chat. I'm like, why was wrong? He's like, have you seen our cupboards? I'm like, what do you mean? He said, they, they are bursting. They are filled with food. I'm like, right. He said, darling, he said, you are still bulk buying, but now you're not only bulk 
buying. You're now adding to that a weekly shop. He said, we can't do all of it. We can't eat everything. There's 10 jars of mayonnaise. He said, we just can't do it. And you know what? I hadn't realized. I had not realized that we had transitioned from one season to another. I'd actually started a new routine, but I'd forgotten to stop the old one. And as a result of it, we were actually like just drowning in bulk buys everywhere. And I was like, Dave, do you know what? I've completely, whilst when we had the kids, I was able to navigate and adapt to that change. I realized it just hadn't kind of pieced through the transition of the season. And my habits were actually becoming a burden and a pressure to our family. Sounds funny, but just in a practical way, I hadn't moved over to the new season that I found myself in. Sometimes in life, we've got to look at the things that we're doing and say, are the things that we're doing matching the season that we're in? Because often the season will require an adaptation or a change of things in order to move and work well. Um, Eden said to me the other day in the car, she's like, oh, Daniel's moving home and leaving home now, mum, in September. That means that you don't have to cook as much food anymore. And you know, I hadn't thought of that. I was like, what do you mean? She said, well, you're not going to need to cook for Daniel anymore. And you know, the first thing I did, I was like, well, I'm not stopping the way I'm doing things. I was, I'm so resistant to change. I saw myself, I'm, well, I'm not doing it. I was like, I'm used to putting the full packet of 500 grams of spaghetti in the thing. I said, I'm not going to go and get a number of little twigs out now and start counting in. The whole packet goes in, that's easy. When I make my little, you know, I buy the chunks of um, diced chicken breast, I'm not going to be counting out four pieces of chicken that Daniel's not going to be eating. I said, that's just hard work. I said, I'm not doing it. And you know what? Over the last few weeks, I've had to have little conversations with myself and discussions. I've had to say, babe, hey, what are you doing? Because if you continue to cook the same amount of food, You are either going to end up throwing it in the bin, because I don't know about you, but for ourselves, if we have any kind of leftovers, it never gets eaten. Often I'll freeze it and, you know, maybe we'll be able to give it to somebody, but often it will just go in the bin with all the best intention of the world. Oh yeah, somebody will have that next, and then the next few days they never do. So in my mind, I'm either thinking I'm now going to have double the amount to put away to then throw out, or... I'm just like, this is, um, this is really hard. No, I, and do you know what? I, I realized to myself, Faye, you've got to change here because if I carry on cooking the amount of food, the other option is that we just eat more. But none of us are going hungry in the first place. So we don't actually need to eat anymore. But I'm going through that season change where I'm in negotiations at the moment with myself, just so you know, we're, we're a work in progress, but I have at least recognized that Faye, if you choose to do this, you are being foolish. I now then have to just transition myself into what I'm going to do with it. I may be able to give you an update in the next few weeks, but it sounds simple, but actually I find that old habits and routines are hard to, say no to. They die hard. I'm comfortable. I've set this little boundary around myself. I like the way I do things. But actually, I'm moving into a new season now and it does require me to change. So sometimes seasons require a change of behavior. 
Are there things that aren't quite fitting in your life? Maybe have a think about it. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, am I doing things just because I've always done things like that? And yet I know they're not working. Please help me. The other thing about seasons and new seasons is often they require a change of thinking. It is so easy to get locked into a way of thinking. I don't know about you, but I certainly find it is. But do you know what? Sometimes our thinking can be a real hindrance to us as we move into a new season. Again, at the time when um, Daniel was born, prior to um, him being born, I was quite the career girl, loved working in the corporate world. I loved having um, deadlines. I loved having things to work towards because I always loved exceeding expectation. I loved just knocking targets out of the water. I just loved that. That's what I thrived on. And um, when Daniel was born um, on maternity leave, and one day Dave came home and... <laughs> And Dave's like, what's wrong, babe? I just have no sense of achievement in my life anymore. And he said, well, what's wrong? What are you on about? I said, I'm used to exceeding expectations. I'm used to, I'm used to telling my manager that I'll get the job done quicker than what they want. And I said, I've got nothing like that. My goals in life now are, can I get Daniel to eat his banana or his dinner? Can I get him to go to bed within 15 minutes of me trying? And I said, it is so hard, I can't do it. And Dave was just like, just a bit shocked. And I'm just like, he's like, babe, you're not working now. You have to move on from this. He said, you are now looking after our child. And it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying having children completely. I was adoring being a mum to Daniel. But I was holding on to old mindsets of a season that was past. And I was trying to measure and trying to get fulfillment in other mindsets in the season that I was in. And I was finding myself really sad. And I was like, Lord... It was like when Dave said, you got to change, babe. I was like, all oh, right. I, and honestly, I tell, it wasn't that I was being resistant or hard or anything. I just never thought that I needed to change my thinking. It had never crossed my mind that actually I was bringing in an old mindset into a new beginning. And as a result, they were kind of clashing. And I was, I was experiencing the fallout of it. And I had to change my thinking so that I could fully enjoy the season I was in and understand that, yeah, in its time, that was right, being in the corporate world. But you're not there now, Faye. You've made a decision not to be there. You now need to change your thinking and your focuses, and you now need to think about what's required of you as a mum, as a person, as a wife in this new season, and you need to create thinking patterns that are going to help you now navigate, flourish, and enjoy the season that you're now entering in. There are undoubtedly, if we went through this room today, undoubtedly there is not one person in this place that has lived in one season all their lives. We've all gone through and transitioned through many seasons. 
It could be taking on new responsibilities. You know, when you have to step out on your own two feet and you've got to, you know, maybe get your first house or you've got to get your first job. I know Daniel and Eden now, they're both apprentices. They're earning money. and We've been sat and we've been working out budgets because all of a sudden now mum and dad don't do some of the things that mum and dad used to. They are now taking added responsibility for their lives in the way that they're going to move on. As parents, our kids transition through many stages of growth and maturity. And that means we've got to change the way that we think about the way that we parent in each of those stages. As married couples, as we watch our children grow older and leave the nest, so to speak, we need to change our thinking and considerations around what our marriage and the things that we do with our time is going to look like now that we don't have the responsibility of other people to be continually caring for. You know, we work most of our working life and then we come to a point where we get ready to retire. Again, that process requires a change of thinking, a change to take place within us. And then there will be times in our lives when we may either need to ask for help and support for our own lives, or we need to be the providers of care and support for those that we love. These seasons, our lives are changing all the time. Lives, we're moving in and out. There's new beginnings, there's endings, we're transitioning. And with every season, we need to consider our thinking as we go into things. Think about maybe the thinking patterns that we're holding on to that could be causing us to feel sad or frustrated or angry. And what I love is that as we traverse and as we go and navigate through the seasons, we can lean and rely on the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, can you help me here? Can you help? He's our helper. He's our comforter. He's our guide. Can you help and show me how I need to change my thinking so that I can navigate through this season well. I can remember when I, um, when I was single and believing God for a husband. And I can remember in my time of being single, I was like, I'm just going to suck this dry for all it is. I can be selfish in this season. I can do what I want, when I want, because I don't have anybody else to consider. But when I do meet somebody, all of a sudden, it can't all be about me and my way. All of a sudden, there's going to be give and take things that somebody, Dave, enjoys that I enjoy less thing you know there's all these things that we've got to consider and I was like do you know what whilst I'm single I am going to be gung-ho single and really enjoy this because when I transition into being married that's a new season filled with wonderful blessings but I can't take my old way of thinking in I'm going to have great blessing found in this season but I'm going to have to change the way that I do things and embracing change is really, really important. And like I said, it's not always easy because we like being comfortable. We like working within the things that we know. Can I just say one thing in relation to um, that seasons that I do feel can be something that can really rob us of the blessing of a new season that we enter into? And that is that we've got to be careful that we don't become sentimental 
about a previous season. It's really easy sometimes for us as we navigate into a new season and because it's new, we haven't established routines and rhythms. Things are changing. We could be going through, you know, the growing pains. Things are feeling uncomfortable. And because of that, it can be really easy to think of a previous season and we're like, if only... Or we look back at the previous season with romantic glasses on. It was the rose-colored. Oh, do you remember when? Oh, that was a what? Do you remember when the kids were little? Oh, that was the most wonderful time of my life. And we romanticize. And there's nothing wrong with remembering. But there is a point where we've got to remember and treasure what we've been given. But also, we can't try and live in a previous season and spend all of our time in thinking, going, if only, if only I was back there. If only I was back there. Because do you know what often happens? We're often very unrealistic realistic about that season because every season has its hardships and challenges. And often when we look back with rose-tinted glasses, nothing went wrong in that previous season. Everything was wonderful. And we're there and we're feeling like we're hard done by in the season that we're in. And we're like, I hate this season. This is rubbish. I just wish I was back there. We forget the challenges. We forget the things that we had to go through back there. And the problem is when we become sentimental about a previous season, it can really rob us of the season that God's given us now. Because the seasons are orchestrated by God. God doesn't do rubbish, okay? He doesn't say summer good, winter bad. He is just a different season that brings about different aspects that we need in our lives. And it can be so important that we don't live in a previous season and glorify it because it will rob us of the blessings to be found in the new season that we're in. The third thing I want to say about seasons is that new seasons require new expectations. None of us go heading out to um, the farms trying to um, pick strawberries in January, do we? We just know it's not the season for strawberry picking. So we don't go out in January, where are the strawberries? We know it's winter and strawberries don't come in winter. But for us, often, we don't match our expectations for our lives according to the season that we find ourselves in. In autumn and winter, it's typically not the time of new beginnings, things blossoming and flourishing. Autumn and winter is a time of preparation and it's a time when things, when the world almost kind of comes to a pause. And we're going to look at that But when we think our lives need to produce fruit in winter, we can left be feeling we can left be left feeling very discouraged. But here's the thing: winter's not typically the time for bearing fruit. So if we're trying to bear fruit in a season which isn't designed to bear fruit, we're gonna be left really frustrated. So we need to match our expectations to the season that we are in and understand that because there isn't fruit on the trees now doesn't mean there won't be fruit in the future. It just means that we're not in the season for bearing fruit at the moment. 
We're in a different season of our lives and that's okay. And not only is it okay, it's what God has designed. God has designed this. Ecclesiastes 3.2 says this, there is a time to plant and a time to harvest. The seasons are given by God and they vary in their function, but each of them are so important for our lives. Do you know winter is important? <laughs> I think if I was to take a poll of our least favorite seasons, I can almost guarantee winter would be at the top of our least favorite seasons poll. I don't know about you, but it's, it's not that I don't like it. It's just not my favorite. It's just like I'd rather bypass it. I'd especially like to bypass it concerning my life, if I'm honest. It's not my favorite season. Yeah, I was reading about winter this week, and I found it fascinating. Winter is so important. Winter is the springboard for all the other seasons to be fulfilled. Winter is vital for so many reasons because it helps to regulate the seasons. Think of this. Without winter, our world would become increasingly warmer, making it difficult for plants and animals to adapt. Winter, like I said, is a time for growth and regeneration. Where, and plants in winter, they use this time to rest and prepare for spring. They conserve their energy, ready to gung-ho it when the sun comes out and they're getting ready to grow again. Animals, they often conserve their energy, don't they, in winter and go into hibernation ready then for when um, things become more abundant for them in the spring and they wake up out of their hibernation. Farmers will often use quieter times, quieter times of winter to undergo essential maintenance in their farms. Where are the fences broken? broken? What needs attending to? Let's take stock of what farm, the farm looks like and let's look at how we can go to mend and repair. And despite sometimes winter being hard, good things can come from winter and they do come from winter. I can remember a winter season in my life and it was actually when I met Dave, and prior to meeting Dave, I was super busy in church. I was out like six days a week doing everything, loving, loving being involved in so many ministries in church life. And then I met Dave, and I felt the Holy Spirit saying, Faith, things have got to change. But I really enjoyed doing what I was doing as well in the evenings. So I thought, let's tandem them. New season with Dave, but let's try and keep this other season going as well because I really enjoyed it. So the kind of rhythm of my week would look like go to work. I work seven till three, come home, um, have food, go out to church, normally seven o'clock till about 9.30, 10. Dave would then meet me at the church at 10 o'clock. We'd then go for a curry in the curry house, be out for a few hours. I get home at about one o'clock and get back up at 5.30, ready to get to work for seven o'clock in the morning. So I was doing this and I was fine for the first few weeks. And then all of a sudden I started feeling it in my body. I started becoming unwell and my energy levels began to really, really drop and my throat was so sore and just really full of infection. So I went to the doctor and the doctor said, let's run some tests, Faye. And I said, I just feel so drained. Hey, 
I could probably work out why I was feeling drained, but I was just like, I'm so, so tired. And um, I got to the point where it was so bad, like I, um, I had to take time off work and um, like I'd be in my bedroom and I'd see a sock on the floor because it's not because I was super tidy that I'd see a sock on the floor and need to tidy away. It's just I threw everything on my floor. And sometimes I'd look at it and think, oh, I should attend to that. I should put that sock in the washing basket or something. So I can remember going and getting out of my bed to put the sock into the washing basket. And I would literally break out into sweats. And I was so tired just from picking up that sock. I'd have to go to bed for another few hours. They conducted the tests and the tests came back that I had glandular fever and he said to me you've got to be really careful Faye here he said because if you do too much it will really really impact your health like people can die he said but if you do too little in this time as well your body won't ever regain its strength he said so you're straddling a fine line here and I can remember um it, what it meant practically is it meant I didn't work for six months I was so ill it meant that gone were all the ministries that I was involved in Dave would come and see me of an evening and spend time with me and the highlight of my day was going to the petrol station with him where he'd fill up with fuel and we just had to change and adapt I can remember when we were getting married I was like I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay awake for the whole day for my wedding because I haven't done long days we never had an evening reception we made sure the wedding was early on in the day we made sure it was finished by four o'clock but all of my life completely changed and the reality was I entered into a really hard season and um, a season where I was in a period of prolonged enforced rest. I couldn't do anything. And I can remember looking at all my friends. I was only 20 at the time. So I can remember looking at all my friends doing stuff. I can remember looking them, you know, all that, you know, they got a new youth leader in. Of course they will. You know, people in the choir, they got other people in. People just got on and new people filled the spots that I was in. And I can remember thinking, oh, I'm just kind of left here now. I'm just in my bed all the time. I can't go to church. I can't go to work. I'm just so tired all the time. And I can remember in that winter season thinking, Faye, you've got a choice to make here. You've really got a choice because you can either sit and look at everybody and all the wonderful things that you see them doing and you can get bitter and you can get jealous and you can feel sorry for yourself or you can actually decide that this winter season of in your life is going to do something and work something good in your person and in your character. And to be honest, it was hard. But I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice. And I said, Holy Spirit, will you use this season of prolonged rest where I can't do stuff to help do something in me? Help show me that I'm ready for when I gain my strength again. Help to show me how to, um, how to manage my time well so that I don't end up in a situation like this again. Holy Spirit, will you help me in this time to dig my roots even? 
even deeper into you? Will you use this time in me to build my strength, to build my character, to develop me as a person? And do you know what? I, I, I would pray and I was like, Lord, I understand that this winter season, whilst it feels harsh and whilst I feel like all the leaves have been stripped from my life and I feel barren, I know that, Lord, that within everything, whilst you can't see what's going on, Lord, I pray that I wouldn't become bitter as a result of it. I wouldn't lose my faith as a result of it. But Lord, I would be strengthened as a result of the season that I find myself in. And do you know what? I can honestly say I came out of that winter season and it was a process. I didn't fully start working full time for about another two years. I ended up going back to work um, after six months on a phased return and it took a long time for me to get back, to get things up and running. But in that time, I learned so much. Dave helped me as well in just saying, Faye, you need to really, like as we move forward now, we need to consider what you say yes to, what you say no to, because you can't do everything. And that's the thing, I love doing everything because everything's exciting and worthy of being involved in. But he's like, we just need to ask the Lord for the right things to be involved in and give it a wisdom in that. But you know, during that winter season, I found, first of all, it helped me appreciate the other seasons of life a bit more. You know, sometimes we can take for granted the good times, can't we? And when we're in them, we think we just, we don't even think about them. But it's really good, actually, when we're in a season that is flourishing and blossoming, a season where there are new beginnings. It's really great to actually think, oh, Lord, I thank you for this season because this season will only be for a time and then I'll move into a new season. So I want to extract everything that I can from this season and enjoy it to the fullness. And also that winter season in my life helped give me an empathy and an understanding that I perhaps wouldn't have had in terms of what other people go through and the dark times that they go through. And you begin to empathize for people as they face struggles and challenges that they're navigating and they find themselves in really dark situations. So if I hold my hands up, winter's not my favorite season. But actually, when I look, I can say, Lord, thank you that you've done something in and through me in the winter seasons that I've found myself in. And you've provided me with valuable lessons to help me to go and springboard into a new season from. Do you know, I was reading a scripture this week and I've shared it to Dave and I just want to share it with you um, today from Ecclesiastes, um, kind of to show how God can use the hard times of life. Ecclesiastes 7 says this, sorrow is better than laughter for sadness has a refining influence on us. I read that when I was doing my one year Bible and it really took me back because I'd never thought about that before. If you're on, if I'm honest, I want laughter, I want all of that. But do you know what? God says that in sadness, sadness actually has a refining influence in us. 
And I can understand that because when you're riding the top and the pinnacle of the mountains, sometimes you can get a bit strong in your own understanding. You know, you can get a bit full of pride and a bit like it's me and look at me and you become oblivious to maybe things that are going around in other people's lives and things can very much detail around yourself. But I tell you, when you hit a hard time, when you hit a time of sorrow, all of a sudden, you become really aware of the fact that you need people. You need people to help and strengthen and care and support for you. You become really aware of the fact that, well, you get knocked off your block sometimes, don't you? Your high horse. Sorrow has a way of just kind of leveling that and just be like, actually, there's no place for pride. There's no place for all that haughtiness, no place of thinking I'm the man and I've got it all together and look at me, nothing can stop me. All those things that we're all subject to feeling and facing and experiencing in the blue sunny skies of life. But I read that this week and I wanted to share it with you because perhaps you find yourself in a place of sadness and in a place of sorrow. And you're like, Lord, it's painful and I just don't know if, if anything can ever good can come from this place. And I was just encouraged. So I, I just thought I would share that with you. That even in the winter seasons of our emotions, that God can use those and his word proves how it can have a refining influence on our lives. So our lives, they transition through many seasons like we've chatted about. Sometimes we can spot a new season coming easily on the horizon and we can begin to make plans and preparations for the new season. Maybe you're getting married, you're making plans for that. Maybe you've just found out that, you know, you're expecting a baby. You've got nine months to begin to plan and prepare for that. Maybe you've gone for a new job and you know your start date. And again, you begin to rejuggle life in terms of planning, preparing. Maybe it's not the start date of a new job. Maybe you You've been given the date for your retirement where all of a sudden your time is very much different and you're beginning to make plans and preparations for how that season is going to look. So there's times where we spot seasons and we make preparations for them, but there's other times where seasons come very abruptly. Maybe a season change happens as a result of sickness or maybe as a result of losing a job or perhaps as a result of losing a loved one or maybe there are just circumstances we find ourselves facing that are completely outside of our control. What I often find about seasons, whilst they're different, they don't always, we can actually be going through a number of seasons in our life at the same time. You could be going through one season in relationship to your work and you could be going through a, a different season in relationship to your relationships. You can be going through multiple seasons at a time. Yet in the midst of ever-changing, in the midst of ever-changing um, circumstances, I love that the Word of God comes and that the, uh, the Word of God is constant and that it gives us keys to help us navigate the seasons that we face. So I just want to share three things. There's loads out there. The Holy Spirit will drop in your hearts other things. But here's just three key things, three constants that remain 
remain the same whether we go through summer, winter, autumn, or spring. The, it's these don't change regarding of the season that we, regardless of the season that we find ourselves in. And that, first of all, it is that in every season we have a voice to rejoice. Some seasons it feels easier to do than other seasons, but the reality is that our lives in the midst of them changing, our lives founded in God prove that he never changes. So whilst we go up and down, the God remains the same. And that's why we can rejoice because we rejoice in him. We rejoice in his constant presence in our lives. We rejoice in the fact of his unfailing love towards us his mercy, his grace, his goodness, his kindness, his protection. We can rejoice in any season, not because of what we do, but because God remains faithful. God remains constant in the midst of the changes in our lives. I love what Habakkuk 3.17 says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop for it fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. That's a picture of winter, hey? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation, for he makes me sure-footed as the deer, able to tread upon the heights. Rejoice means to delight in God's grace. God's grace, who he is. We have a voice to rejoice in whatever season. And as we use our voice, not our mind, our voice, okay? This is speak it out. This is not do it in the middle of your head. Use your voice to rejoice. You will find that as you take your eyes off yourself and off your own circumstances and you place your eyes in magnifying God, in magnifying Him and who He is in our lives, we will have a correct perspective of the fact that we are able to, to, to traverse every season that we find ourselves in because He makes us sure-footed. He makes us sure-footed to be able to traverse the heights of life and all the rocky paths that we may face. That's why the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord. Say it again, rejoice in the Lord. So that means summer, that means winter, that means autumn, that means spring. Rejoice in the Lord. Always again, I will say, rejoice, magnify him, and we will find that we will gain such a buoyancy in our step when we know that God is for us. He's not changing. Circumstances change, but he is our firm foundation. Amen. The second thing I want to share, a constant in our lives, is that we are to remain dependent on God. New seasons sometimes nudge us out of our comfort zones and we need that because like I said, when things are tried and tested, we sit on our way and we, we keep locked into it and often we're locked into a way of doing things and we do it based on our own logic and intellect and we sometimes forget to involve the Lord in stuff because we think, well, I got it. I know how to do this. 
Seasons in our lives help us to become reliant on God. And that's what he wants from us in every season. He wants reliance, allowing and reaching to him for all, I'm always for direction. Proverbs 3, 5. I'm going to read it from the message. I'm sure it's a verse of scripture you know well, but listen to it from the message. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try and figure out everything on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go, for he is the one who will keep you on track. Let's keep his people that love Jesus dependent on God because he will help us navigate every season that we find ourselves in. And the third thing I want to say in closing is in every season, learn to be content. That's hard sometimes, isn't it? But it's so vital. It doesn't come natural, but it's a secret key to the kingdom. And we see it so beautifully displayed in the life of the Apostle Paul. He went through so many highs and lows in his life. I mean, of so many, I just like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. But his words of encouragement to us later on in Philippians 4 is this. I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live with almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation whether it is with a full stomach or empty with plenty or little, for I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There is something beautiful about the contented heart in a believer in the middle of winter where it's like, Lord, thank you. I'm content in you because you give me strength for every day. You give me strength in the highs of life when I'm, I'm enjoying the sun and I'm enjoying the blue skies. Your strength is there for me. So in every season, regardless of whether we have little or whether we have a lot, we are to learn to be content. And that's what the Apostle Paul says. It's a learnt thing, okay? This doesn't sometimes come natural to us. It's learnt. But it's so vital to help us as we navigate the seasons. I'm going to ask the worship team to come now as I close. So today I've shared about seasons. Today, no doubt, <coughs> if we were to look in the room, there are many people going through many different seasons in this place today. Perhaps for some of you, you've never felt so ecstatic to be in the height of summer and seeing you've come out of a time of barrenness and you all of a sudden it feels like life is clicking and you're excited about the, the harvest that you see in front of you. And there's others of us today. You come in here week in, week out with a heart that is longing to reach out to God as you traverse a really difficult time where you find yourself in the midst of a situation and in the midst of a season that feels so difficult, it feels so barren, it feels, um, it feels hard to navigate through. But today my prayer is for each one of us in this place today that we will understand that God is the God of seasons 
and his word is designed to help us navigate through each season. Do you know God promises to be so near us? Sometimes I think when we go through really difficult times, we feel as if God has, has joined somebody else and we're left on our own. But that never happens in, in any season. God almost always promises to be so close and so near to us. And today, I don't know, perhaps you're here today and you're like, Faye, I really needed to hear this because I've been struggling. And maybe some of the things that I've said have maybe helped understand maybe the reason for the struggle, like the reason why I've struggled. Maybe it's that I've needed to change my routines and my behavior. I've needed to change my thinking. I've needed to adjust my expectation for the season that I find myself in. Maybe it's the fact of I just need to recalibrate and remind myself that actually I need to prioritize rejoicing in the Lord. Even when it feels like everything's hemming in on me, I need to rejoice and magnify him and his bigness in my life. I need to learn how to, to be content in the situation that I find myself in and that I remain dependent on God. Whatever place you find yourself in, right now God is with you. And I'm just going to pray for us today that he would do what only he can do. He's our God, the lover of our souls. He knows everything and every detail of our lives. And today he wants to minister to each one of us to give us strength. Lord, today you see every person in this building. You know every cry of their heart. You know every joyful exhortation that comes from their heart as well. And Lord, today I just pray that you would walk in this place to minister and strengthen people who are feeling um, they're feeling burdened. They feel at the point of giving up because it feels like winter feels so long. And will I ever move out of winter? Lord, I pray today if there are those in this place that have felt on the edge of giving up, that your word today will have encouraged them to keep on in. That you, you never leave us in the midst of winter, but Lord, in the midst of winter, even though we don't understand why we go through what we go through, you're able to take things and make beautiful things from it, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that you would minister to each one of us in this place today. And that we would leave this place confident in the fact that you walk beside us and that you're helping us in every season of life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.